You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. Welcome to the show, my friend. Hit that subscribe button if you don't want to miss a single episode. We drop new episodes every Tuesday. Just fun fact for your awareness. And if you have been a longtime listener and haven't yet left us a five-star review, if you would be the kindest person in the world and take two minutes to pause this episode and do that, it would mean the absolute world to us. Now, today's episode topic came out of a conversation Evie and I were having about how many mistakes we've made in growing and scaling our different businesses and just how often we see these mistakes being made by dozens of our coaching students too. Like it just happens, right? Because let's be real, growing a business is no joke. Like it, you know, it just happens. And as you hit new levels in business, different problems and obstacles get thrown at you. And so we wanted to sit down today to share with you our top five biggest pitfalls that we want you to avoid as you grow and scale your business. And trust us, if you are an entrepreneur looking to grow and scale your business and avoid all sorts of headaches, frustrations, you know, setbacks, and overwhelm, then you need today's episode. This is born from our own personal experiences, obviously, paired with our own time working with hundreds of entrepreneurs, and it is a must listen. Trust me. And fun fact, if you love today's episode, this topic is actually one of Evie and I's main stage talks at the Heart Conference in Dallas, Texas, this October 10th through 12th. And as you're listening to today's episode, if you resonate with any of the pitfalls we're going to cover, and you're like, oh, okay, yep, dang, that's that's me. Oh, no, that one's me, or all of it's me, then friend, the Heart Conference is literally where you're going to want to be. We will be going deep, deep, deep into how to avoid and overcome and fix all of these pitfalls and quite a few more. So if you want to grab your ticket, the link is in our show notes, and I would love to see you and hug you in person in Dallas. Now, let's get started with today's episode. Do you ever feel like your Instagram growth is stagnant and people coming to your page clearly aren't hitting follow and therefore converting into leads and paying clients? Hand is raised. We've all been there. While there could be other marketing issues within your business, one of the easiest fixes and most effective ways to convert clients into customers on social media is through one simple little sentence, your Instagram bio. Yeah, we know it sounds so simple, but here's the thing. That little block of 150 characters is precious real estate. You want to leave a stellar and clear first impression. And if someone is hopping onto your feed and is confused for even a second about who you are, what you do, and what they can get from following your account, you have lost them completely. So to help you create clarity on your Instagram, we are sharing a free guide with all of the ingredients necessary to create a powerful, concise, and clear Instagram bio for your business. You can snag our free resource through theheartuniversity.com forward slash bio. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Oh man, today's conversation, it's going to be a doozy. <laughs> Can I just say, this will be humbling, because like when we we are coming at this uh, from, from obviously like just, co- we've coached and obviously taught like hundreds of mm-hmm. students. And like a, when I say like we've, we've come to these problems these pitfalls, if you will, from just hearing, uh, you know, coaching student after coaching student and just like entrepreneur friend even like tell us these things. But but not just that. We've also, <laughs> we've also like hand is raised. We have, we have experienced, if not all, no all. I'll just say, be it. Yeah, all. I was like, I'm pretty sure every single one of these. <laughs> like we, growing a business is no joke. I know I said that I think in the intro maybe, but like it, it is no joke. And mm-hmm. it's just like, I think I've said this before on the podcast, but like you from zero to 50K, you have a whole slew of problems, right? Yeah. So in the 50K to 100K, you got some more problems that are different because yeah. it's just different to grow up a, a bigger business from where, you know, from starting, you know, but then like 100K to a million, you got a whole other set of problems. Going <laughs> like so many things like, so growing and scaling your business is just no joke. And there are so many freaking mistakes that we've made and that we've also seen our coaching students make. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about them. Yeah. That was yeah. A, the really long worded intro that no, I just... No, that was, 
I think that was perfect. And something I want to say too is we are going to kind of bring awareness to maybe like if you're not aware that you're doing these things or aware that they could be a potential pitfall down the road. We just want to open your eyes and be like, hey, warning sign, road sign, like, uh, you know. Or current, like, oh, I'm here right now. Oh, oh, eye opening awareness, light bulb moment. Yes. And hopefully just give you some like tough love and encouragement and truth to you and your business growth goals. So Mm. let's dive straight on. In. You ready? Yes. Yes. Five pitfalls that you should avoid while scaling your business. Let's go. All go right. Time. Number one is wasting time doing things that you don't actually need to be doing. I feel, I already feel <laughs> convicted about my own freaking pocket. I'm already, I'm already annoyed at myself for calling myself out. You're like, <laughs> okay, too personal, Lindsay and Abby. <laughs> Like whose hand is right? Like, let's be honest. I, I whether you're alone, you're probably alone listening to this in your car, mm-hmm. in your headphones at the gym. Maybe you're listening to it while editing. I don't know what you're doing. Maybe you're doing the dishes. Just raise your hand. <laughs> raise your hand. If you're driving, you can just raise like an eyeball, whatever. Like raise, <laughs> raise your hand. If you know right now in your soul that you are wasting, that you just go, you open up your computer every morning when you go to work and you just start doing things to feel productive. Yeah. It's well, fine. It's fine. Did I just convict you? <laughs> I convicted myself. It's fine. We're all in this. We've all done this. That's why it's number one. <laughs> I think too, within this conversation, so I kind of want to touch on this for a second and kind of go into like, okay, what does that mean? Right. Oftentimes, I think as entrepreneurs, it's so easy to stay busy with things that make us feel productive. Oh, yes. Or that make us feel like we're doing something that's going to result in success or results, or it makes us like it's an ego stroking thing. Like we choose to do something just because we like to be able to say that we did that thing or, you know, whatever. Or or we see somebody else doing it. Therefore, that we have to do that in our business too. Yes. Yeah. Even though that might not. They're killing it on TikTok. So I need to be on TikTok, but my ideal audience isn't even on TikTok. So why am I spending time doing it? I haven't even thought about, I haven't even wrote down my ideal client. I don't even know who my ideal client is to know if they would be on TikTok. There's like, oh, there's There's so many, there's so many layers that we could go with this. But the bottom line is being busy does not equal being productive. Mm -hmm. Like busy does not equal productive, period. And I think that is so easy in the world of being our own boss, being self-managed, being, you know, all it's all on us to choose what to do, when to do it, how to do it, all of that. We don't have a boss telling us work hours and what projects are most important. It's all on us. It's so easy to just be like, well, the more the better. Or, you know, well, today I'm sitting down and I feel like I really need to work on this one obscure thing on the back end of my business has been on my list for a year because that'll make me feel really good to have it checked off. In reality, that thing does absolutely nothing to move the bottom line of your business. So one of the things um, that we can do as entrepreneurs is really pay attention to what are we doing with our time and does it actually move the needle in my business. Yeah. Which I, a principle, we've talked about this a couple of times on the show, or maybe just, I don't know if it, I, I, I never forget. I, I always forget if it's just like, we've talked about it in like our workshop talks or in personal conversations or on the show. So maybe we have talked about it on the show. Maybe we have it based on when this comes out, whatever, regardless, uh, what Evie just said, there is a principle called the 80, 20 principle, which basically means that 20% of our time of things that we're doing in our business actually makes 80% of the impact meaning that 80% of what we do is often wasted time. If that makes like basically 20% of what you're doing right now is probably actually bringing money in. And like, this is the reality. You probably don't want to hear it, but this is the reality that you are probably wasting 80% of what you're doing right now on things that do not matter. And that you could probably honestly stop doing and it wouldn't bring more money into your bank account. Mm -hmm. Or you need to figure out that 20% first. And then the other 80% will actually start to gain you traction. But in the meantime, you're just spinning your wheels. So yeah, yeah, I think that's the bottom line is we have to focus in as entrepreneurs on what that 20% is really identifying what's actually making the impact in our business and then being extremely strategic with what we're doing with our time and why. And I think sometimes this is a whole other can of worms, but sometimes I think we struggle with this as entrepreneurs because we lack clarity on where we're trying to go and -hmm. therefore what needs to be done. And that's like a whole thing that's so easy to be like, well, I just, I want to grow. And so we're like throwing, you know, darts at the, at the wall trying to. Yes. 
Uh, this is literally what you're saying is literally for my ladies and my men that literally open your computer and you just have 5 million tabs. I know I'm so calling people out right now. I'm calling myself out. It's fine. <laughs> like I've, I've done this more times in my business than I can count. Like I walk into my office, I open my computer, I just open tabs and I'm like, oh, what do I need to do today? Because I didn't have a game plan. I didn't sit yeah. down and actually think about the 80-20 or yep. you know, what my goals are at all. I'm just like, oh, I'm, I'm a photographer. I need to book weddings, I guess. Okay, let's go. And I like yeah. start opening, I'll like start scrolling Instagram. And I'll be like, oh, I need to post. And then I'll be like, oh, I should probably blog. So I'll open up a tab to blog. And then I'll start writing that. And I'll be like, oh, I need to answer an email. It's like, I know I'm calling you out. This that <laughs> this is the problem. We are the problem. I'm, I'm including myself in this. This is this is it. Oh, man. I think the the bottom line here is that you a you can't keep doing this forever. It is not yeah. sustainable. It will also be mean that you are working like eighty times harder than you need to be in your business. But who wants to do that? No one. Yeah, and just not getting the results. So you have to have complete clarity on where you're trying to go, and then breaking down what will get you there, and then focusing on that twenty percent, and let everything else just kind of fit as it falls into your availability, yeah. and it may or may not get pushed consistently. Like I've had things on my to-do list that have been there for like two and a half, three years. And that is a-okay because I know that doesn't fall in my 20%. And at some point it may, it may shift, but until it's in my 20%, I am not, it's just going to stay on my to-do list. And Mm -hmm. it'll, you know, someday I might get to it and someday I might not. I've had things completely fall off because I'm like, it's no longer aligns with where I'm trying to go. So so true. Just an encouragement. (laughs) So one last time, busy does not equal productive. Amen. And, uh, And another truth, you don't have to do everything. And neither neither should you. All right. Amen. Okay, that was point number one. We'll just end the (laughs) podcast there. That was so good. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But I feel, I I know people are feeling like mega attacked after that because I am. So just know know we say this in love. And And we say it also from personal experience and and mistakes made ourselves. Yes. And also, I just kind of want to throw this out there. What we are covering in this podcast episode is about 10% maybe 5% of what you would be getting at our main stage talk at the conference. Yeah. We're going to, we're, we're going to tackle, <laughs> we're going to tackle like, oh wait, how to actually focus. It's like, how do you like, identify? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be so deep. So we're kind of today, we're just kind of being like, Hey, wake up call, red flags on this area, this area, we're going to go over five. Our main stage talk is going to be like, all right, buckle in. We are going so deep. <laughs> Let us never make these mistakes again, or at least have you know signals in place to avoid them and then immediately resolve those issues moving yeah. forward. So, all right. Pitfall number two in trying to grow and scale your business is avoiding things that you don't want to do. And this goes, this, this ties so much into the first one, because Mm -hmm. how many of us literally like probably, like I said, are spending 80% of our time doing things that don't matter, but are maybe like quote unquote more fun. Like Like we'll sit sit down for the day and we'll be like, Oh, what do I feel like doing today? Right. Right. Yeah. Versus like, again, again, wherever you are, raise your hand. (laughs) Like it's okay. My hand is also raised, but like how often do we put off something in our business that needs to get done or needs to be managed, but because it's difficult to either understand or it's just straight up not fun or it's maybe complicated, we turn a blind eye and focus on more of the quote unquote, again, fun parts of running our business. Like maybe for you, the thing that you've been avoiding is setting up your business legally. Cause again, you're, you're a creative and you're like, I'm not touching that with a 10 foot pole. (laughs) Or maybe it's going over your monthly books or finances. And maybe you're just like, I'm just going to like, kind of like, I know I'm like making money kind of, and I'm just going to like, like, again, I am so I am right there. I've done this so many more times that I can even count. So again, I'm not calling you (laughs) out, I'm calling myself out, but like literally turning a blind eye to those finances and just being like, I'm going to just cruise and make money and hope I, and I'll feel good. Like literally the amount of times I've been like, Andrew, I'm not, I don't think I'm financially good right now. And he's like, you don't feel like it or do you know? And I'm like, I just, I don't feel like it. And he's like, how about you go check your balance and do your finances and your books and come back to me and then come back to me with your feelings. Okay. And I'll be like, okay. So, okay. Here is that. Or maybe for you, it's setting up automations and workflows. Again, how many times do we say, oh, I'll set up that HoneyBook workflow like eventually. But then in the meantime, you just keep spinning your wheels, wasting time doing it manually every single time. Whereas Mm -hmm. like if you just did it once, it would be done. Yeah. Right. 
Or yeah. maybe for you, again, I'm just, I'm spitballing a bunch of different things that could be hard. Maybe for you, it's marketing avenues that feel overwhelming. Maybe it's like, oh, I know that my ideal client is hanging out in this space. Maybe it's SEO and I really want to start focusing on that, but it's so monstrous of a task and it's overwhelming and I don't know enough that I'm just going to avoid it for now, mm-hmm. even though that could be very profitable for your business. Yep. I just attacked so many people again. <laughs> in love. We do it all in love. Yes. yes okay. In love. So, so quick little tip. If you are feeling this, you feel all the called out feelings of that is me because Lindsay and Maya's hands are raised very, very high right now. We have been there. We still struggle with it at times. But one of the things that we found is the most helpful is kind of pushing past that initial like first resistance of feeling like this task feels so overwhelming and setting a timer. You can choose the length. Sometimes I'll set a timer for two minutes, five minutes, sometimes, you know, 10 minutes. It just depends on the task. And I will actually sit down and be like, I just need to sit down and do this task for X minutes, 10 minutes. And after that 10 minutes, if I still don't feel like doing it, I can quit. And it's like this mental trick for my brain that allows me to push past that initial resistance of overwhelm or unknown. And once I sit down and like open up, you know, my, my QuickBooks and actually like assess my finances, I'm like, oh, this is easy. I'm just categorizing these expenses. It's not that hard, you know, but if I sit there and avoid it for months on end, not that I've ever done that ever. Anyways, uh, that (laughs) just leads to this, like, it's like piling up this sense of overwhelm and like all this stuff. So sit down, set a timer. You can choose the length of time. It depends on tasks sometimes. Like if it's, you know, oh, I just need to, you know, film one reel. I'll just do it for two minutes. Um, But if it's like a longer thing, maybe I'll set a timer for 10. Either way, set a specific shorter timer, make yourself sit down and actually begin the task. I promise it will almost certainly feel 50 million times easier and less scary. And you'll actually be like, that was the hardest part was just sitting down to do it. Now I can just crush through it. So you've got this. We believe Mm. in you. So let's stop avoiding things that we don't want to do, but technically we really, really need to. That's a no-no in business. That's a (laughs) no-no. All right, number three, the third pitfall in scaling your business is hiring teams and and figuring out how to... Basically outsourcing. Let's talk about it. Yep. Yeah, I think two mistakes that we see happen a lot with a lot of entrepreneurs as we kind of grow and scale and are building teams and outsourcing is number one, believing the lie that you are the only one who can do what you do and therefore you can't outsource it and you have to run a one-man show alone. So in other words, mistake number one that we see entrepreneurs making is not outsourcing at all because they are convinced that they are the only person who can do what they're doing. And and to be fair, there there might be, there might be, Moments of truth truth in that. (laughs) But I would argue, I would push back on that. Like say for for my wedding photographers, if you're like, I have to do my editing. Do you? Do you? I would just, I would just, I'm saying, okay, maybe maybe (laughs) that's a whole. (laughs) Do you? Or, Or you could be like, I have to be the one on a wedding day. I'm like, have you heard of associates? Again, it, you could, you don't have to do associates. I'm not pushing that on you, but I'm just saying, I want you to open your mind and I want you to, look at literally every task in your business, do you actually, or is it just a control thing? Is it no one can do it as good as I can, but Mm -hmm. maybe could you train someone to, or could someone do it? Maybe yes, less than not the exact same way that you would, but would it be fine? Would it still get it done? Would it still move your business along? That's the question that you need to ask. And there's a whole, there's a whole, I mean, we could have hours long conversation around outsourcing and how to identify what to outsource, when to outsource it, who to hire, what to look for, which we'll cover a lot of on our main stage. But the point is, that's one of the biggest mistakes we see people making is believing the lie that every single task in their business has to be done by them and them alone. And then number two, mistake number two is feeling so overwhelmed and like knowing that you can't do it on your own. So you hire a team or you outsource and then you just throw the tasks at them and run. So, oh, I feel so called out right now. I feel so convicted by my own freaking notes. You you technically wrote this one down, but still, regardless. Oh, we have been very guilty, friend. We have. I got so attacked right now. I have outsourced and thrown and run so many times. 
Yeah. So many times. Like it, it, what happens is we expect our team to handle everything perfectly, to know what to do and to live up to our expectations without us actually keeping close tabs on them as a leader and really helping manage them and their results and yeah. setting those expectations especially if it's a if it's something that you're outsourcing that you know you're not an expert at in yeah. and therefore that's why you're outsourcing it. So yeah. for all my creatives out there that are like hiring a bookkeeper, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe that's it for you. Like just because you don't know the ins and outs of bookkeeping, I would argue when you hire somebody, if you just blindly hire somebody and don't monitor them or don't yeah. like keep them accountable, you have no idea what they're doing for your business because you don't even know the first thing that they're doing. Oh, like if I could tell you the stories that we have learned (laughs) time and 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 time again from this exact mistake. Yeah. Don't blindly outsource. Do not. Know at least a little bit enough to keep accountable of what your outsourced person is doing for you. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Let me, let me really quickly mistake one or two. So either not outsourcing at all. We haven't even got to the point, guys. We're just talking about mistakes here. (laughs) Either way, mistake one, not outsourcing at all, or mistake two, just blindly outsourcing, throwing and running, like hoping it works. Either one of those mistakes can and will lead to frustration, unnecessary roadblocks, wasted time and money, and burnout. Like so much, so much wasted money. Okay, I'll I'll (laughs) stop. So, so let me recap just really quick with mistake number one, with now outsourcing it all, you, I'm just going to give you some tough love. You are not the only person who can do all of what you do, like period. And, and that's not to say that you have to outsource. Like Lindsay was saying, if you love, let's say as a wedding photographer, you love the editing. That is honestly your favorite part of your job. Fantastic. Maybe you hire a social media manager and they do a lot of your front end marketing for you. Or maybe you love showing up on social media, but you're so bogged down in the editing. Fantastic. Outsource your editing. Like that's a whole other conversation. It does not mean that you have to give up everything in your business and no longer do the things you love and you know, whatnot. There's a whole conversation in that. But if you believe that you are the only person in the world who can ever do your task in your business ever, that's a lie. Uh, Mm -hmm. and that, that will keep you from building and scaling your business successfully. It will hold you back from the growth that you want and it will lead to burnout. So don't do this. (laughs) Mm, Snaps, snaps. And then with mistake number two, so the mistake number two, just to, just to remind you was the, was the outsourcing and then running and then throw like, like letting (laughs) toss and run, letting it burn without you looking at it. A good manager and leader, yes, gives autonomy and trust to their team members to do their task, right? Mm -hmm. But also recognizes that they have to train, encourage, correct, and then overall monitor their work and results. And I think it's so easy to throw and run. Again, I'm so calling myself out and Evie, like we are here. (laughs) Um, Especially if you're outsourcing something that you don't know or love, like I said before, that feels overwhelming or you just don't know it at all. You're like, I don't know anything about taxes or I don't know anything about finances or whatever it is for you. But like you cannot completely blindly yeah. just outsource that. And whether it's like, like I said, finances, taxes, or some marketing avenue that you don't know, maybe it's Facebook ads for you. Maybe it's TikTok for you. You don't know anything and you're going to hire somebody to do it. You have to still know a little bit of, of what they're doing to an extent, or you have to have KPIs, key performance indicators th- th- that regularly like to put on your employee or your independent mm-hmm. contractor to keep them accountable so that they have regular check-ins yeah. to keep like, that's a whole deep dive. I'm trying to uh, like avoid. Monitor, like, they have something, they have a specific set, like here's what I need to hit in my... Can you give an example, Evie, just to understand KPIs for a second, if somebody has never heard that? Yeah, let's say that you are working with somebody who's managing your social media and you're paying them a good, you know, a pretty penny and you need them to create X amount of pieces of content uh, per month, you know, and post consistently, they need to be increasing your following by X amount. Right. And the KPI would be like X amount of followers growth per month, because otherwise yeah. if you're, if you're not growing followers, if that's the goal, if that's the measurement of why yeah. you're, or maybe for you, maybe even like you get to do that side of the KPI, but is the KPI follower growth or is the KPI like leads booked mm-hmm. from Instagram? Like whatever it is, if they're not hitting those, but you're still paying them every single month to create content on Instagram, then you're just paying them to create content on Instagram. And that's not actually 
benefiting your business at all. Yeah. So that's what we mean when we say like blindly like throwing and running. Yeah. And and hiring somebody, it's like, oh yeah, do that. But then it's like, okay, well they could do that for two plus years and then nothing ever. Yeah. Happens. Yeah. And oftentimes KPIs are monetary, they're growth related, you know, numerical, yeah. whether it's email list growth. If you're hiring somebody to help with your emails, it maybe it's maybe it's not email list growth. Maybe it's just simply click or open rates. Maybe, you know, it could be so many different things. KPIs decide that vary so much, but you need to have a set like goal or expectation of whether it's monthly, quarterly, weekly, however often you want to do those check-ins and then you need to be monitoring them. And if they are not hitting those goals, I would say even weekly depends on, you know, the role. But what we do with our team is typically a weekly and we do it on a weekly check-in with a full team meeting. And if something, if a goal is being consistently missed for two to three weeks in a row, we're like red flag, what's going on here? Let's problem solve this. Are you feeling held in your position? Do you need more from us? No, you just you know, drop the ball on a couple of things. Fantastic. Pick it up, run. You know, it's, it's a whole thing as a business owner, but, and I, we could go so deep on that. But the point is you, if you're wanting to really build and scale, most likely you're probably going to want some help with at least a couple of things in your business over time. Do not believe that you are the only person who can do it and do not just throw something at somebody that you hire and hope that they're going to do it the way that you want them to and hit the goals that you want them to hit. The end. The end. Well, no, that was number three. We're still got to four. <laughs> is this entrepreneurial journey lonely as heck for you? Are you craving a community you can grow and scale your business alongside? Trust me, you're not alone. Hey, I'm Christiana, a fellow creative entrepreneur and business owner. Last year, I attended the Heart Conference and I was in the same boat. It's already so hard running a business and it's freaking harder when you're doing it alone. And if you're looking for a place to find your business besties that will push you and challenge and support you every step of the way, the Heart Conference is where it's at. Real talk, it was the best investment I've made, not only in my business, but my life as well. For years, I struggled with connecting with other women, which is why I was nervous about attending the conference knowing only one other person. I thought I'd learn about business and that's it, but I was very wrong. Going to this conference healed parts of me I didn't even know were broken, and it gave me confidence in myself and my ability to deeply connect with others. While also kickstarting an incredible community I can lean on in the highs and the lows. If you're a business owner, you need to get into the community. It's a total game changer and will powerfully impact your life, which is why I can't recommend the Heart Conference enough. Snag your ticket at www.theheartuniversity.com forward slash conference. It will be one of the best decisions ever. Hope to see you there. Is your workflow for your clients all over the freaking place? Is stuff falling through the cracks and you feel so overwhelmed trying to stay on top of client communication? Don't worry, we have all been there. If that is you, you have to hear about the best investment we have ever made into our businesses. HoneyBook, a client relationship management software. It is an all-in-one project management tool that is designed specifically for creative entrepreneurs. When I tell you it streamlines everything and gives me my life back, I am not kidding. Integrated inquiry forms, client workflow and automations, contracts, invoicing, calendar integration. They also have templates, brand customization abilities, and an app so you can send invoices and emails while you're on the go. HoneyBook gives you the ability to streamline everything for an excellent client experience directly from your fingertips. So you no longer have to spend 24-7 working in your business and you can get back to living your life instead. We promise HoneyBook will revolutionize your business the way it has ours. In addition to a free seven-day trial, we have an exclusive offer for our podcast listeners. 35% off the first two years. All you have to do is go to share.honeybook.com slash heart and claim your discount. That's share.honeybook.com slash heart, or you can check out the link in our show notes. All right. The fourth one, the fourth pitfall in growing and scaling your business, the growing pain, if you will, is not managing your time well. Mm-hmm. All right, ladies and men, <laughs> whoever's listening. Um, this one, like I said, I called you out before. I'm coming back around to you. It's coming back around. I'm on one today. Wow. Okay. Uh, this one is for our multi-tab girlies or more menies. 
I just said menis. That's funny. Our multi girlies is like the word that, okay. Uh, you, okay. I'm just going to end right now. This is for the entrepreneurs, like I said before, who wake up, open your computer with no game plan and just start randomly opening tabs, bouncing from task to task. Like your time is not managed well. You don't know what you're doing mm-hmm. and you're just trying to be quote unquote productive so that you feel like you did something for your business, like we said before. Yeah. And I think it can be hard especially for work from home entrepreneurs, which Mm -hmm. I I feel like 90% of us work from home in some capacity as an entrepreneur. Maybe some of you have an office, but most of us are working from home. And when we work from home, I think it is so... It it makes it harder, I think, to manage our time a little bit because I've I've heard this a lot from like our our past students, but Mm -hmm. because there's less of a separation from your like personal life to your business life, by working from home and even creative entrepreneurs, like so much of our life is intertwined in our business that we'll like start working. And because we're home, we'll be like, Oh, I I look over and I see the dishes that are not done. So I'm going to just now take my time that is meant for work, but I'm now going to go do that because I, Mm -hmm. I, Oh, that's bothering me. And then you're doing that and you're like, Oh, an email came in. I'm going to go bop over and like answer the email real quick. Oh, but as I'm doing that, I just noticed that I still need to fold the laundry. And so I'm going to do that. And like, we feel the guilt of like, nothing's getting done, but but you're all over the place and you're not managing your time well because you're not strategically sitting down and actually focusing on one, what needs to get done and how to actually implement strategically, like getting it done in a, in a smart way. And so yeah. that's where kind of like the time management tasks come in that we mm-hmm. highly recommend, which <clears throat> I, we've had him on the podcast before. I can't remember what episode it was, but Cal Newport is incredible. His books, like we recommend all of them. Mm-hmm. Deep work is incredible. Yeah. Um, but one of the the things that we love to implement, me and Evie, is shallow work versus deep work. Mm-hmm. Um, what that means, shallow work is more of like the the medial tasks, like answering your DMs or answering emails or something that kind of like doesn't take a lot of mental brain effort and time to like get done. Whereas deep work is like batching blog posts or maybe batching reels or mm-hmm. really diving deep into a project that you know is going to take a lot of mental effort and time. And budgeting those out on your calendar to actually be like, oh, okay, this time I'm doing shallow work versus this time I'm doing deep work Mm -hmm. and actually making time in advance of your days to schedule those out so that you are managing your time well and you actually can get things done and you're not just like bouncing from task to task, not knowing, you know, what's happening at all in your business. Mm -hmm. I think one thing that kind of ties in really well with that is setting work hours and having clear set time to work on your... (laughs) Boundaries is a whole other thing that we could probably throw in here too, but we won't. (laughs) Well, I think when it comes specifically to feeling that, that pull between, you know housework and and just life, you know, versus business. That's a huge thing. That's a game changer for me is I know, you know, oh no, these are my days and times that I work on my business. And then I do, you know, my housework and, you know, baking, cooking, meal prepping, you know, yard work, DIYs, all of that outside of those work hours. And it is possible to juggle both, you know, some things will fall off your, your priority list and that's okay. You know, in your business and in your life, that's a whole other conversation, but it's possible to do both. You just have to be very specific on when you're doing both. If that makes sense. Even if you're, you know, you're a mom and you're like, Oh, well, I have to take breaks to, to pick up my kids from school and make their, you know, lunches, you know, all that stuff. That's great it should be scheduled in. It should be a part of like, you know, your work hours or your daily plan. Just creating consistency and rhythms and routines around what you're doing and why will eliminate so much of that desire to bounce back and forth. And then the last thing I'll say, one of the things that we have, which uh, this whole topic, time management, productivity, I mean, I think I have talked about for hours upon hours upon hours. I mean, it, it, could be a whole, it could be a whole deep dive in and of itself. Yes. So I'm just really briefly going to say one of the other things that really helps us make the most of our time is really batching stuff out ahead. And that sometimes includes life stuff. Um, I meal prep for my husband, like our family, and it is a game changer for me because I do not, I either will stop work entirely to go try to make a lunch or I will not eat at all. And neither one is a good option for me. So batching like my meals ahead of time and having them just ready to throw in a pan and take like a 30 minute break and, you know, or an hour lunch break or whatever that looks like and be able to actually rest and not be sitting there cooking a whole meal, game changer for me. So whether it's life or, you know, batching out social media content, batching like, you know, 
podcasts. There's so many things that we do that we do in big chunks. So we try to get a month's worth or a week's worth or whatever done at one time so that we're not wasting mental energy trying to bounce back and forth between a bunch of tasks. We're just locked in on one thing at one time. And then we're done for the day, the week, the month. Um, So that's another huge game changer. And we could, again, talk about this for hours. But if you are struggling with making the most of your time, start working on it now because the bigger your business grows, the harder, the more is on your plate and the harder Mm -hmm. it's going to be to manage it all. And if you're not managing it strategically or making time to kind of map out when your time is Mm -hmm. where it should be, your business is going to eat all the time. Yeah. Like it will. I just speak from experience. Like if if I don't manage my business, my business manages me. Yep. Oh, that's that's a, that's a mic drop there. (laughs) There's the sound bite. Just kidding. Um, All right. Number five, the fifth pitfall that we see happen with so many entrepreneurs is burnout. Um, Especially when trying to grow your business. I mean, like we're all trying to grow and burnout is so real. Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like too, when running a business, especially one that we really love doing or that we're really passionate about, Uh we can so easily find ourselves blurring our boundaries or like our work hours or whatever to to do our work that we love because we genuinely love what we're doing. Yeah. But if we don't catch ourselves doing that and really implement those boundaries as we grow and scale, especially, because I want to say there is like a slight season of, and not for every entrepreneur, but for many entrepreneurs, there is a beginning like startup scale season. Of like a ramp up hustle. Yes, of like a hustle season. That's very common, especially if you're taking a huge leap, you're leaving a job, you, like this has to work in a certain amount of time because you only have so much saved, you know, or whatever that is. There's you, there's oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes in many entrepreneurs' careers, that beginning startup hustle phase where you usually are like, you're pounding it out for like, you know, six, nine, 12 months, Yeah. Um, you know, three to 12 months, whatever, whatever window of time. And I feel like that, I want to say, is oftentimes very good. It's, it's natural. It's in that correct season, the right time. But it does need to be the exception in your life. And it does need to be the like rare season that that occurs. Mm-hmm. And then you have to go back to a balanced work-life balance, which that's where those boundaries and those work hours and all of that really needs to come in because otherwise your business will overtake your life. And that is what leads to burnout. Mm-hmm. Like I, mm. and it, I feel like it, it, what you said at the beginning of is so true. Who here like started your business because you wanted time freedom or you mm-hmm. wanted to, you know, turn a hobby that you loved into a profitable side gig for your family to make money. And yeah. maybe it's now your full time or maybe it's still side gig, whatever it is. Like you started it probably because you love it and you wanted financial freedom. Mm-hmm. I- am I right? Like, yeah. and so obviously you can't, I can't, you can't respond to me. It's a podcast. <laughs> but um, if that's you, then it feels like it's like, oh, well, I would obviously want to keep doing it. But if you don't put boundaries on your business, Mm -hmm. especially as you grow and scale, it will overtake your life. Like what's the joke that people are like, oh, I quit my nine to five to work 24 hours a day for myself or something like that. It's It's like, like, I quit my nine to five to work 24 (laughs) seven. Oh yeah. 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 Cause it's like, if you don't treat your business like with boundaries, especially if you love it, Mm -hmm it's so easy for it to completely overtake you. And yeah. especially if you have something sacred that you want to protect, like like a family, mm-hmm. kids, like your personal life, if that matters to you, then this is like the way, which we have a couple of like wake up call because it's both, it's happened to both of us, burnout. Mm-hmm. It's it's very real. And I want to I want to say this, like maybe you're burnt out because your business has taken off and has become a mountain of highs that you keep chasing at the expense of your personal life or sanity. Yeah. That was definitely me like 2018. Hello. That was me. Um, and like almost having Eloise was kind of my wake up call of like, Oh, I can't work sun up to sundown. I can't do that. Um, or for you, maybe you're not seeing the results that you want financially and, and that you need obviously financially. And so you keep hustling to try to make it work. Yeah. And then you're teetering, teetering on the edge of complete burnout because of that nonstop hustle, because you're discouraged because mm-hmm. you're not seeing the fruit of all your labor and work. So there's like almost two kind of forms of hustle mm-hmm. and, and forms of burnout in that regard, I would say, yeah. uh, or of like what can lead to burnout. But either way, it's very real. And mm-hmm. It's very rough. And so many entrepreneurs struggle with it. Yeah. And it's one of the most common pitfalls that we see in almost every single entrepreneur that is genuinely trying to grow and scale their business. Yeah. So 
What are some warning signs that you might be experiencing burnout or close to it or whatever? Let's just, let's identify this first and foremost, because you might be like, well, I'm not, I'm not burnt out. Let's just, let's go through the list. So you find yourself dreading the thing that you once loved. Mm, you, that is, that's, a, that's <laughs> it right there. Well, that's not the only one, but that, ugh, okay. That one hits. You constantly feel like you're running on empty. You just never feel like you're feeling, you know, filled up or fulfilled or caught up or anything. You can't think of the last time that you hung out with a friend in real life just for fun. Maybe oh. without maybe without feeling dread um, or guilt that you're not working. I, I literally like think back to, I'm calling you out, Abby. I think back to 2018 when we were, I think we were both like in the height of like, we were shooting nonstop, yeah. which was fun, yeah. but it was like, it was leading to burnout. And I remember our friend Maddie literally <laughs> to go get coffee with you or like to, to ask you out for coffee. She literally filled out your contact form it's on your true. website. Like, did be like, hi, Evie, as a friend, I would like to see you. I know, I know you check your, your, you respond back to inquiries and not my text messages. So <laughs> it's true. She managed, we got coffee. She, it was a good wake up call too. And she literally sent me an inquiry to hang out with me. <laughs> But oh man, but that's just like a cue of like, wait, when was the last time I actually like hung out with a friend yeah. just to hang out? Like that's a good sign of like, am I burnout or yeah. am I burning out? Or yeah, am I on the path to it? Yeah. Some others is you wake up and immediately open your laptop or your phone, and it's oftentimes the last thing that you look at before bed too. That's that's a big red flag right there. And it could even. I want to almost preface this. It might not even be work-related. I would argue like the people that are st- sitting, scrolling TikTok right before you go to bed and that's the last thing that your eyes see, even if it's not work-related, that could still lead to burnout because mm-hmm. you're not you're not giving your body well adequate and eyes adequate like space and time to and rest often, in that way. In my personal life, I often find that's disassociating for me because I feel so overwhelmed or tired about life in general or, you know, work or whatever, like in the seasons where I've been burnt out, all I want to do is disappear in a mindless scroll or, you know, not. Because it feels restful, but it's not. Yes, exactly. Well, we have 5 million episodes in the past on that. I know that. (laughs) Okay, so that was, yeah. So what have you just said? You wake up, go to your phone or computer and you go to bed right before, or you you basically, that's the last thing you look at when you go to bed. Uh, Another marker is you feel like the amount of work that you could do will literally never end. And there is some truth of that. Like, they, they, you, you will never finish your list. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, there you, there probably will never be a time where like you wake up and you go into your office and you're like, I have nothing to do today. But I feel like when it leads to burnout, it, there's a weight to it mm-hmm. that feels like I have so much to do. And not only do I have so much to do, but it all has to happen like right now, yeah. immediately. Yeah. Like there is a sense of urgency. Or, well, I guess that's the next one. You feel a constant sense of urgency around work that leaves you having dreams about it, struggling to fall asleep or unable to take time off and working long hours constantly without ever feeling the urgency fade. Like that is a big one. It's yeah. like the, the to-do list is long, but it's also like... Every single thing on the to-do list has to happen now. Yep. Which yeah. is big red burnout flag. <laughs> so if those points are ringing way too many bells for you, how do you begin to fight back on that burnout? So let's go through these super quick. Number one, go back to the first pitfall at the beginning of this episode. So wasting time doing things that you don't actually need to be doing, really taking time to assess your goals and then assess your actions. And are they leading directly to those goals and tangibly seeing results and revenue in your business? So paying attention to that 80-20 principle and really implementing that. I think that is one of the number one things that will help you eliminate that constant like overwhelm of workload and realize that I can probably cut 80% that of the stuff I'm doing right now and still be growing my business, which is huge. All right. Number two, take a step back and think, am I actually building a business that I love? And am I headed in the direction that I want to be heading in? Mm-hmm. Because so often the the reason that we're leading that we like arrive to burnout is because we don't actually ever take a step back and stop and think mm-hmm. oh are the things that i'm doing actually fruitful or are they stepping stones to actually the foundation of building the life that i actually want to live mm-hmm. like so often we're just doing things and we're aimlessly doing things and then hating it and then falling into burnout because we're not taking that time to actually assess yeah okay and then number 3 take breaks 
And I know that may feel counterproductive. I have been in the thick, 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 thick of burnout. And it is the hardest thing in the world to do. But trust me, it is one of the most productive things you can do and one of the most healing and beneficial things you can do in the middle of burnout. Uh Do not try to continue at full steam ahead when you're running on empty. All yeah. it will do is damage your engine. Like it is it is not a good path. So take breaks, take it slow and easy and don't be afraid to cut back on your typical hours, especially if you're going in and really assessing, you know, the business roadmap. Do I like what I'm building? Am I happy in the direction we're headed? And then assessing like building your 80-20 off of that. So you're potentially cutting out 80% of what you were doing and you're only really prioritizing and focusing on that 20% first and foremost. You do, I promise, have the capacity to take breaks. Whether it's simply you don't usually take a single day off, you take one day off a week. Or you usually take one day off and you need to start taking two days off. Or you just need to work less hours and you know cut it down during the weeks and allow yourself mornings and evenings to like rest and be with family. Like whatever that looks like. One yeah. hour lunch break when you don't usually take that. I don't know what that looks like for you without being you know your one-on-one coach. But or like talking to you face-to-face, but take those breaks. Take Mm. those breathers. It will be a game changer, I promise. Amen. Okay, we threw a lot at you, so let's review. So again, we just covered five pitfalls to avoid while scaling your business. Pitfall number one was wasting time doing things you don't need to be doing. Mm -hmm. Pitfall number two, avoiding things that you don't want to do that you should be doing. (laughs) Number three, not hiring either at all or strategically, basically managing and hiring your team. Number four, not managing your time well. And then number five, doing things that lead you to fall into burnout. Those are the biggest pitfalls that we see. Um, And hopefully today, those were just like a little bit of some red flag wake-up calls Mm -hmm. that you could like you know, hear, hear this episode and be like, oh, I resonate with this I, or I'm either currently there or I'm headed in that direction if I don't do something. Yep. Um, and again, this, this is, we have two main stage topics that we are, or sorry, two main stage talks, excuse me, um, that we are teaching at the Heart Conference this October 10th through 12th in Dallas. And this is one of them. Mm-hmm. And this is like one of the meatiest ones uh, that I am so excited to teach because again, like we said at the beginning, we have experienced every single one of these as have hundreds of of students that we've coached. Like Mm -hmm. these are the things, not only these, uh, there's a couple, like there's a lot, honestly, but um, these were the big ones that we see time and time again, us as well as our students just experiencing and falling into and not knowing how to get out as they grow and scale their business. Because we started our businesses to grow it, grow a business that we love that, that gave us a life that we loved that Mm -hmm. give us, gives us financial freedom. And in order to actually do that without drowning and without losing our personal life, like you got to navigate these pitfalls and, and keep eyes out for them and know how to actually avoid them or mm-hmm. to get out of them if you're currently in them. And that is what we were going to talk about at the conference in our main stage talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and as well as Shay, Shay Cochran, we've had her on the show multiple times. And well, maybe I don't know what order this is coming out. We're having her on very soon. If it, hasn't, <laughs> if it hasn't come out, it will come out like literally next week, probably. I don't know, sometime soon. But her talks, uh, her her breakout talk and her main stage talk at the conference is also going to like hit tie in the, perfectly. It's going to tie in perfectly. Her main stage talk is building a life you love, which is kind of almost going back to that question of like, why did you start your business in the first place? Mm-hmm. Why do you want to grow it? Or like, is it like, what's the purpose of it for you um, mm-hmm. in your life? And then her her breakout talk is really understanding how to work smarter, not harder, yeah. how to utilize that 80-20 principle. And so if you resonated with literally any of what we just shared, yeah. we are going to go so deeper at the conference yeah. on our main stage talk with these topics mm-hmm. um, and really give you an actual blueprint and a map to navigate how to actually, one, avoid these, or if you're in it, to get out of it. Yeah. Um, so we would love to have you at the conference. It is October 10th through 12th in Dallas, Texas, specifically Denton, Texas. Yeehaw. Um, I don't, <laughs> I keep having to, every time I do yeehaw, I like, you can't see me, but like, I like circle, like, You're as like if I'm lassoing. <laughs> yes, as if I'm lassoing a friggin' whatever, you get it. Uh, oh it's going to be gosh. a party, mm-hmm. but it's also going to be life-changing. Our heart conference in Nashville last year was literally... The, my favorite thing literally like we've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, and I cannot wait for lives to be absolutely freaking wrecked 
at this conference. And if you are in a season where you're like, I need community, I need help, I'm drowning, I want you in the room. Friend, mm-hmm. I don't care where you are in life. Like, you need to be in that room. Yeah. We want or, you there. Or you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, I want to avoid all these pitfalls. How do I build a business yeah. while, you know, not wasting my time, while building a life I love as well, while, you know, seeing the results, all of these things, not only are Lindsay and I and like Shay, you know, speaking maybe directly to this general topic and, you know, how to build a sustainable business long-term and all this stuff, but we have like, and Natalie Frank, and can I share the other breakout speaker? Is that allowed? Is that confirmed? I think, yeah, she'll be, I think she'll be announced by now. Okay. I'm just, I'm just going to say we have another breakout speaker. I'm just not going to risk that the name hasn't been announced. We have another breakout speaker talking on like building out systems and automations to again, work less while actually like just doing more in your business. We have, uh, Jai Long speaking on sales. We, I, I could talk so much. Amy Porterfield talking about like, yeah, there's a million marketing avenues, but what should you actually focus on? Like here's some tangible, concrete advice to actually see results in your business. Same with Jai, you know, talking about like, don't just be sitting out there being like, please buy, please buy, please buy. How do you create a sales like system and strategy that actually results to money in your bank and clients happy and served? That's a whole other topic, but we have so many speakers. We have, we are so blessed with this conference. And the purpose of this conference is to serve entrepreneurs who are ready to see their business take off, scale, succeed, and thrive sustainably in their lives so that you can build a business that you love that results in a life that is filled with peace, with joy, with impact, and with legacy. So Mm. that's the end of our (laughs) spiel here, but we would love, love, love to see you in Dallas. Um, Send us a DM if you have questions about this. We would love to chat with you and figure out if it is the right season for you to invest in something like this for your business. But we are here to see you succeed. And we hope between this podcast and specifically this episode and the conference and all our digital resources and all the things that you just feel so held and loved in this community, because that is always our goal. And we will always be here for you. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. I also just, I looked at when this episode is coming out just to clarify, Shay was last week. So you've heard her. Great. Perfect. We love that. Um, (laughs) Also, also a reminder, the episode before that was basically our vulnerable story of kind of where we're going with the heart. Mm -hmm. And so as a reminder, and I promise I'm not trying to make this a marketing tactic. It's purely just so that you know this information so that you can fully decide. Yeah, just transparency. This will be the last heart conference. We are not doing another one. Mm -hmm. If you are like, wait, what the F? Mm -hmm. Uh, I would go back and listen to episode 342. Mm -hmm. Um, If you are like, where did that come from? That will explain a lot more. Um, But just for honestly, a lot of reasons that we said of just like work-life balance and health of our mental health and sanity. And just our Uh, goals too. Yeah. And our life goals. Like, hey, we want to be be moms. And the conference is a lot of work. (laughs) It is, but we love it. And we would genuinely love to see you there. If if you're sitting there like, oh, I'll just come to the next one, that that will not be an option. So we want to see you in the room in Mm -hmm. Dallas. We would absolutely love to have you. And we want your life rocked. We want your business rocked. We want you to live a legacy-filled life that you just like feel thriving in your business Mm -hmm. and life. And we are doing absolutely everything we can to put on an event that is going to give you that exact thing. Plus community and a freaking dance party and all the things, bounce houses. It's going to be a rad time. It's going to be amazing. All right, friend. Well, whether or not you're there, we are just here for you and we love you very much. And we are excited to continue to grow in life and business with you on this podcast and all the things. So go have an incredible rest of your week and we will see you on this episode on this podcast next week.